Well, kia ora, everyone. Welcome along to Seeds Podcast. I'm glad you could join me for this episode as it's a flashback to the Seeds Impact Conference. And I had two former guests sharing, Leanne Dalzell and Gary Moore, and they were joined by Vicki Buck. So that was three former mayors of Christchurch having a discussion about a variety of topics. I hope you enjoy it. We're going to kick it off with a short introduction from Jamie Small, who was the host of that room at the Seeds Impact Conference. To see you. Um, and I also somewhat know our next panellists in my time as a reporter at the press and later as a magazine editor. I interviewed all three of these people. So uh, I would like to welcome our former mayors, Leanne Dalziel, Vicky Buck and Gary Moore. Kia ora. Kia ora. Are you starting, Gary? <laughs> well, I start? Okay. Welcome from Sydney. Just remember to um, finish. <laughs> what's that? Just remember to finish. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I, I, one of the things that I think the role of a mayor, a fundamental role of a mayor is to be a collaborator, to try and bring parties together who um, may not necessarily automatically get together Um it's really important around the council table that it's important to note that it's one of the biggest boards in the city and you have no say over who your board members are. That's all the public's opportunity. And uh, you often end up with some deadheads, um, which is, <laughs> which is um, that's how Vicky ended up with me. Um, but one of the things I think that Christchurch has done and often not been acknowledged for is actually leading the way in all sorts of areas. Um, the media tend to focus on the North Island and less on the South Island. And I know um, in my time and when Vicky was mayor, um, we did a lot of dragging the South Island together and making sure that we we're all talking together. So. We did all sorts of things. One of the things we did in my time was the Mayor's Task Force for Jobs, which uh, I'd come from the employment scene. And in the finish, it, it started uh, in Christchurch. And in the finish, there was every council bar, uh, Whanganui and the Chatham Islands um, that were members. And so it's been very successful and is still operating. And that's the sort of on the ground involvement that I think is really important. So over to you, Vicky and Leanne. Um, I think the, the thing I learnt as mayor, because we were going to try and tell people what we learnt as mayor so they didn't have to go through the process. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the things I learnt as mayor was that the city is absolutely full of just amazing people. Um, and I think it's very funny that Christchurch has some reputation somewhere for being a conservative city because I just did not see that at all, I, like totally the opposite. Uh, and one of the other things I like about Christchurch is that there's a sort of third city total disrespect for authority, which I really enjoy. Um, I think it's a very healthy disrespect, actually. Um, I think the other thing I probably learned about local government is that uh, for those of us who are never quite sure what we wanted to do when we grew up, it was an incredibly good place because 
it's so full of amazingly different stuff. Um, so you'd go from doing sort of uh, water infrastructure to the plans for a new library to a community group or to somebody's idea of something they wanted to get going in the city to just a raft of things all in the same sort of couple of hours. Um, I think the other thing probably is that there are, it is really important to connect with others who can help. Um, the city has got so many groups of people in it. <laughs> I've just been amazed. Like recently when we, oh, not so recently, when we set up Imagination Station, which is an idea that's um, completely stolen from Seattle, which is a sister city. Um, I sort of got the money, got the place, those sorts of things, but there was no way I wanted to run a Lego um, store in my spare time. Um, but I found a Lego users group. Of course there is. <laughs> Most of them had PhDs from Canada University. But everywhere you look, there are people who see possibilities who are doing amazing things. And I think the other thing, if I had to summarise one more thing, it would be to, uh, while you're doing it, it's never going to make you rich. Um, so have fun doing it. Uh, there's a lot of really cool community stuff that you'll probably do during and after that you won't get paid for. Um, so you need your own sort of intrinsic motivation. And for me, most of that is about having fun and really enjoying it and just seeing the joy in it rather than the drudgery of any of it. That's me. It's your turn, Leanne. <laughs> I am here and I'm only <laughs> going to put my I'm only going to put my video on. I'm really crook. I've got COVID. Um, but I didn't want to let anyone down. And, and oh, actually, oh. I, I wouldn't let the two of them speak for Christchurch <laughs> without me at least having a little bit of a say. Um, the, 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 the wording that we came up with for our vision for Christchurch while I was mayor was Otatahi Christchurch is a city of opportunity for all, um, a place that's open to new ideas, new people, new ways of doing things, a place where literally anything is possible. And, and actually, I think that that... That framing of Otatahi Christchurch today um, is very much uh, uh, um, with reference to the work that both Gary and Vicky did in their time as mayor. And we've built one on the other um, to really see that through. And I think that the earthquake itself gave us an opportunity, again, to see things in a different way. And we've seen a whole lot of people actually develop um, great uh, ideas and opportunities here in Ototahi simply because they were given the opportunity to do so. And that was that phrase, never let a crisis go to waste. It's an opportunity to do things that you never thought that you'd be able to do before. Um, I heard Brad Norman speaking, I think it was, in the last session, and uh, I agreed with everything that he said. And, and the thing that I learned after I became mayor is that central government knows nothing about local government and they do not see the power that actually comes from a collaboration between central government, local government and the community working in partnership. And it's when you get the strength of everyone working together um, towards the same goals, you can achieve so much more. And um, I, I, I guess I was most frustrated when I saw both council and central government not willing to give up anything of what they were doing in order to enable communities uh, to actually become 
uh, you know, masters of their own or mistresses of their own future. And uh, and that's exactly what I heard Brad say when it wasn't about Wellington deciding uh, where um, Whanauora was going to um, uh, focus its attention. It was coming directly from the community. And it's when the community itself is part of designing the, the whole um, process as well as the measures of success when you're talking about impact as well. I think that's that, that's something that Otatahi Christchurch can actually achieve. So um, that that's what I learned while I was there. I'm turning my my video off because I know that I'm cross-eyed because I'm um, double-sighted at the moment. <laughs> well, I found it ironic, oh, yeah. uh, Leanne, that your right eye is closed and your left eye is open. <laughs> <which> is... <laughs> You're so caring and compassionate, Gary. <laughs> thanks, thanks for caring. This is the second time I've had COVID, and it's it's awful. <laughs> oh God! Yes, I, I guess I guess in every discussion it has its weak link, and I guess this is your opportunity, Leanne. But one <laughs> of the things that I think um, is the the point that Leanne was making about um, central government politicians or central government is that um, uh, I I found it quite a lot easier just to move around central government and try and encourage other local government people to become involved in what was essentially a plot against central government. And <laughs> often that worked out quite well. And um, it's, Leanne, I've, it's ironic, she spent so many years in central government before she realised that local government was where it really happened. But But central government has got they seem to just have a focus on some cities. And if you look at, um, for instance, transportation planning, um, they they look just, say, it, they call it the golden triangle of Tauranga, um, Hamilton, Auckland. And I often found it easier to work with a, a smaller council and say you're missing out, and we're missing out. We're even the we're the second biggest city in New Zealand. Let us join forces together, and that's really important. I don't know if you how you found that, Leanne and Vicky. Um, occasionally, I found central government incredibly helpful. <laughs> For example, stop being so positive. <laughs> Well, I remember I stood under the label the positive choice, and then you stole it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, <laughs> but, but for example, when we set up the housing trust, um, that was actually with a lot of help from central government um, and just actually working, and actually it was the national government at that stage, um, who, and it was Nick Smith, um, who I wasn't expecting to get on well with, but, um, but was actually incredibly helpful when we did get on well. Um, and so something really good came out of that. But I think one of the but things But they did about, steal the bulk of the money at the end of the day as well and give it to Auckland. So, I mean, there was it was a, it was yeah. a mixture. I think the yeah. message that I think we should be giving, though, people that are thinking about this is that there is um, a, a huge advantage in communities working on a collaborative basis, bringing their councils with them and then collectively approaching yes. central government. And I think it's that, it's that that I wanted to kind of leave as a bit of a, a message. On Saturday this weekend, and I missed it because 
of my crookedness. Um, well, actually, no, I wasn't. I was I was up <laughs> in Wellington. I was still in Auckland. But I, the thing was, I didn't have COVID on Saturday. Um, but anyway, I I didn't make it back to the Governor's Bay Jetty opening. But, you know, our council sold the community of Governor's Bay, the jetty, for $1. They are the ones who fundraised. They repaired it. Yes, the council put in a lot of money to, to contribute towards the cost of it. But the community building activities that they that generated in itself was the most empowering and um I mean, ideal model of community involvement and in infrastructure rebuild, you know, and, and that's what I wanted to see a lot more of. We have other examples, the South Brighton Community Centre, the hub that they developed themselves. All they did was they asked the council to help them buy the building and then they were away. It took six years for them to do it, but you just think how much that effort has paid off in terms of social capital and community building. It's just been fantastic. I think one of the other things that people may not realise is that the power they have when actually talking to the council. So there's a nice system now, I assume it's still there, um, that you can just come along and give your idea for five minutes at the start of any meeting. And you can do it at, at the time of any annual plan or anything as well. So quite a number of things actually have arisen out of that. For example, and it's not there now, so people may not remember it, but the Central City Electric Shuttle came from somebody actually suggesting that at a um, at a annual plan meeting um, and then sort of taking it up and developing it and, and getting it going but I think also just um, recently being back on council when you were there Leanne it was really interesting to see how the dynamic of the council would change when uh, even when 30 or 40 school kids um, school-aged children came in to the council uh, room or you know because you only need 30 or 40 people to fill up the chamber um, and it actually has far more power than I think people realize mm. I don't know that people recognize just how powerful they are in their capacity to influence organizations and certainly when you get a number of groups together and there are so many groups in Christchurch um, and so many people who see possibilities of doing things um, that when they jointly do something to council it does it does have a, quite a major impact I think it was very interesting to watch that dynamic when the when a whole lot of people turned up to to tell something. I agree. It was always great when the school kids turned up because they were often slightly better behaved than the rest of the council. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me she was talking one about. Of things, <laughs> one of the things I think also as mayor that's really important, and I think Vicky touched on this, is that you often find that somebody you don't expect to get on with, you do. And, and that's... Um, <laughs> you have to eat a large slice of humble pie at times, but but it's we, and I think it's really important for people to actually see that the getting involved in their local community um, and and standing for council is really important because it's important that it's not all the same sort of people around the table that you have a decent mix of of um of of values and ideas because the debating chamber is where you actually uh, debate them 
One of the things I think as mayor that I found quite difficult was that um, uh, I was being told by a bureaucracy what I should and shouldn't think. Um, and with an ADHD brain like mine, that didn't work all that well. And so I announced that I was going to sit in the square every Friday and anybody could come and see me. And that worked really well. And and people um, uh, people came along with an idea and I often encouraged them to do what Vicky's talking about. Come along and tell everybody else. You've got what you've got here is quite precious. And that's something that I think you can mm. always um, really um, benefit from. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I used to do that every Tuesday. Um, people could just come in and tell whatever they wanted to. So anybody could have however long they wanted within within reason. <laughs> and it was incredibly good, I think, for people to feel that their ideas were actually listened to because they are what makes the city so exciting. Like we are all so different. We've all seen quite different possibilities and the, the capacity to act on them if you've if you've got a council and things um, uh, is is so much greater than than if you don't know or you're new to the city or any of those things. So I think I think those sort of ideas, uh, those sort of ways of connecting are really, really important. I think there are many, many others. And I think the other thing that's really important is that most of the people I met, Gary, were actually, you know how you're totally irreverent and disrespectful. Oh, that's so unfair. <laughs> and so am I. <laughs> but what struck me was that all these people in positions of power and sort of, you know, people that you would expect to sort of think were really serious about things were, were pretty much the same. <laughs> they were also very funny, um, really loved a good laugh and quite often totally irreverent, not, not and quite often the people that you didn't expect to be <laughs> were that way. Um, and I think that way, like if you're having fun doing doing whatever it is that you're doing, it's not going to feel like work. And I have to say, I don't think it, like I never regarded it as, as work. It was always something that was a huge, um, well, it was a privilege, but it was also a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and I think it has to be that way. I would get told off for laughing too loudly in the office, but <laughs> goes with the job. Yeah, one, of, one, of the things, one of the things I think was always important as mayor is to actually make sure that an idea happens. Mm. Mm. And um, that's often, thing, things get buried. Um, like that community group comes along and says, look, we want to do da-da-da-da-da. It's really important that a councillor and the mayor follow through on and yeah. get things to happen. And that some, often somebody coming along with an idea is doing something that the council currently doesn't do or isn't doing properly. And and to actually say, hang on a minute, you guys, and that's where a councillor can actually have incredible impact by actually taking that group and having the right people at the council sitting with them and going through and making something happen. Mm. Mm. Has Leanne fallen asleep? No, I haven't fallen asleep, but I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm sick of being mocked by Gary, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna switch my video back on because <laughs> I can't so help. I, love you dearly. I, I have to close one of my eyes, really and if I well close then, my left eye, I get dizzy. 
<laughs> you, you're just going to feel. I hope you feel really bad if I've got something seriously wrong with me. Well, you have. You've got COVID. It's not good. Anyway, look, we're not generating any questions here, so either we're boring people to death or um, we're not doing something oh, right. So or I can't even see where the questions are. Well, they're, they're down the side, but there's just nothing. Oh, okay. Oh, has okay. anyone got any? Has anyone got any? And you know something to add to this conversation that three 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 wise mares <laughs> might be able well, to help you out with. <laughs> it's a big assumption. <laughs> All right. Well, two then. Okay. Oh look, we've got Brian and Joe. So Brian. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, I wrote the question in the chat. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> It'd be good, good if we could operate this thing. <laughs> I can uh, find it again. Well, you could just tell us. Yeah, can anyone share their thoughts on why Christchurch isn't trialling citizens' assemblies as is happening elsewhere in the country? Oh, I don't know that it... I didn't know that it was being trialled somewhere else in the council country. I think it's a very um, a very good idea. Uh, there are different styles of citizen um, citizen assemblies, uh, and um, there are different types of decisions that are are probably more appropriately um, determined by them or advised by them. You, you have you have to make up your mind whether the type of citizenship assembly that you want and then the type of issues that would be best referred to them and then the question is, is that for advice or is that for a decision that is then adopted by the council? So um, I, I've taken a, a, a significant interest in these, having read a book called Citizens um, uh, over Christmas last year and uh it, it's a it's a very good um there's a very good argument to be had about the um a, about the opportunity to debate issues where there are no politics but simply debating the issues with people from interest groups presenting their view and then people um, from uh, with expertise in a particular area presenting their view as well so that you get the cross-section of opinion, um, and then you're able to uh, form the opinion. But all that is done in public uh, with the opportunity for the public to engage in that process. Um, the example that's used in the book is the abortion law reform in, in Ireland. And I don't think I, as a child growing up, would have uh, believed for one moment that they would have made that constitutional amendment. But with the use of a citizens' assembly, they were able to to bring all of the issues out into the open, take the politics out of it, and and basically the 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 holding of the referendum matched the percentage of the citizens that voted for it on the citizens assembly. Yeah, the, there's there's one in Wellington that's had some publicity, and I spoke to a couple of councillors at Gary's Tuesday Club, and they had advanced it with the city council, but. Most of the council weren't interested, or the rest of the councillors weren't interested. That's the last I heard. That's why I asked the question. I thought. My observation: We've got two other questions, Brian. But my observation is that um, uh, 
our current council is very the bureaucracy is very difficult to get information out of i i'm constantly being held up on um, information requests and i think the community needs to actually form its own forum and uh, i think that's quite a possibility now we've got zola thank you um, so I was reading the Future of Local Government report that was released not so long ago, and there's so many great things in that report, things like around better engagement that's more meaningful and collaborative. Uh, they've got to focus on intergenerational and future well-being, um, and also about central government giving a lot more money uh, back to local government so that it can actually do these um, better engagement and, and collaboration. Um but somebody said, oh, you know, that might even be neglected by the upcoming elected uh, central government. And so who knows when those things are going to be actioned. So I'm just wondering, it's um, such a great report. How can we get it? How can we get the things, the recommendations in this report actually manifested, you know, actualized in our local governments? Mm. It's a really good question because the imbalance in power between local government and central government in New Zealand is huge. And the way in which local government is funded through rates um, is is not going to cut it. It's just not going to work. Um, and so you'll see local government seek to sell off all assets and things as they move along um, just because they don't want to have to put up rates in the way that they're going to have to, to deal with infrastructure especially for making infrastructure um, sort of suitable for climate change and uh, and for the future. So the imbalance that we have of sort of the local government is the sort of naughty little child in the back room and then the, the big important group of government is just wrong. Um, I don't know how many reports has been on local government um, that have suggested changes. And I honestly don't know the answer to that because it's completely dependent on central government and they very seldom get excited about local government. Mm -hmm. they, they sort of see them as, um, and that, this might be rude, but sort of groups that they can pass the annoying little details down to uh, without seeing that actually the future of communities needs to be decided by communities. And in order to do that, like the idea that you pay GST on rates is crazy. Uh, my my thesis and, and my poli-sci degree was actually on local government rates um, a long, long time ago <laughs> at local government finance, and it didn't work then. <laughs> um, it's not going to work for the future. It is going to be far, far more important. I don't know the answer. Uh, it would be. It would be Sol useful. Sol um, oh, sorry. Oh. Sorry, Gary, I won't interrupt you. Yes, Gary. What? Go for it. Zola, <laughs> uh, um, I... I don't think anything will happen from that from that report um, until local communities grab it and turn it into political football, because it was a very sensible report. And mm -hmm. my my recommendation would be we start in the South Island and we work out what we want down here, because the public service in Wellington will not want those recommendations. Well, yeah, I have a um, newsletter called Common Ground, and one of my focus areas is helping councils with engagement, but I also am that link of communication between local communities. So I'm a community organizer, and I help communities 
the thing is I'm not paid to do this work. You know, I'm like doing it and and I only have so much I can work on, you know, uh, for free. So I'm trying my best to organize communities to let them know about the report, what they can advocate for, help them with the languaging so that they can uh, go to their councils and help their councils to advocate, you know, sort of pushing from the grassroots. Um, yeah, but I have to find some funding to do to do this work because, you know, I do a little bit of it because I live somewhere and I want my local council to be responsive. Um yeah, so that's that's my my work. I see is also a, a way to help to bring that together. But we need a lot more of us community organizers doing this. It's good. Look, I'm going to jump in there and say Joe. Joe was actually the next person, so I'm going to go to yeah. Joe for her question because we've got one minute left. Um, actually, it was all kind of related to this. So I've come out of working in a council and I think it's very easy in local government to say it's central government. But my experience in local council working in community was inside a council, there's the very traditional infrastructure, roads, water. And this is what the future of local government came about was about three waters um, and the community team, people like myself who are on the ground, see the community, empower them. Um, but there's in councils, there's such a, a, a you know head to head also with councillors. How do we start to change that mindset um, within councils that is about community um, and community outcomes, the social, the art? Um, dig- I do digital, so mm. inclusion is so important. How do we change that mindset in councils to change councils? I mean, it's a, I it, totally it, agree. I, well, that was my point originally that that the barrier sits at central government and local government, that quite often local government will not hand over to the community, um, but to support it, not to abandon it, to, to to undertake the work on itself, but but actually to support council uh, communities doing the work um, for, for themselves. That actually builds so much more capacity and so much more ability um, to, you know, um, to build resilience in the face of all of the other challenges that we've got coming. We are not going to be able to tackle climate change, for example, without having the community empowered and essentially capable of um, resolving some of the adaptation issues ahead of time and making some of the decisions um, about what that future might look like. My response, Joe, is get involved. I think we're out of time. We are. Thank you very much. Thank you, Vicky, Gary, and Leanne. I do hope you enjoyed that conversation between Vicky, Gary, and Leanne. If you did, then why not check out some of the other podcasts in the back catalogue? Until next time.